Beast Nation MVPs, welcome to another week of fantasy football breakdowns. I feel like if I were to do a podcast and talk about the games, this would be that podcast. But you know what the truth is? I just got so much riding on the line every single Sunday that I just can't I just can't spew everything I'm thinking to the public. So you are blessed. You get to hear this. Let's go through. I am blessed. Just the fact that I get to live this life, to be honest, no matter the results. But of course, we're going for gold. All right, let's break down the games. It's going to be different order than your breakdown because I'm looking at a weather report. And apparently weather doesn't matter in football, according to Thursday Night Football. They were calling for heavy winds, and Jacoby Brissett was tearing up that wind and that Steelers defense like it was the Texans defense. And let's start with the Texans at the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, you know, he hasn't been able to throw the football in the first two games of the season. Bad weather, bad matchups. He's got a Texans defense at home. This is an offensive opportunity for the Bears. Montgomery should really get going, but let's not get too comfy on Montgomery because this Texans run D is solid and it's not like the Bears can block. But as long as the game is close, Montgomery is going to be getting his touches and he is the focal point of that offense, heart and soul. But I would like to see Mooney and Komet get involved. This is their week where Justin Fields has to get it done in the air and he can get it done in the air. On the opposite side, we got Davis Mills in. Mills is doing a good job of just like moving the ball down the field. But I swear, you could put a high school quarterback and he would do the exact same stuff Davis Mills is doing. He's not taking any shots. He's just hitting those little five-yard flag routes, those slant routes, those cross routes. Nothing exciting at all. This Bears defense actually is not good. So... If I were the Texans, I'd just slam it with Pierce up the middle 500 times and just see if the Bears' defense can give in. And they probably will, to be honest. Texans can move the ball. Bears can move the ball. Not in love with this game on a fantasy football level or even on an over-under level. Let's just forget this game. Bears should be able to win this game at home, but not a game I would bet on by any means necessary. And when I say bet, I say invest. Raiders at Titans. Josh Jacobs did make the trip down. This Titans run D is a very underrated run defense. They're, they're a good run defense. I know Saquon Barkley tore him up in week one, but this is a good run defense. And while Jacobs will get his touches, I don't know. Coming off of the health thing, being sick. Like, yeah, this guy ran out week one of preseason football when no one else did. So this guy will run through a wall early on in the season. But... This isn't a good matchup. If the Raiders really want to win this game, Derek Carr is going to have to unleash that arm, see what he's got. Renfro's not playing, so that means Devontae Adams has to get a ton of ton of targets here. The Titans are ready for it. The Titans can double-team him. They can afford to double-team him now because Renfro's not playing. Matt Collins gets a lot of one-on-one. He is the dark horse sleeper of daily fantasy football week three. He's a guy that is not going to cost anything, And he should do something. It's one of those situations. Anyways, Derek Carr is going to... uh, It's his his time to shine. He's got to do what Josh Allen just did against his Titans defense on Monday Night Football. On the opposite end, we got Ryan Tannehill. And without Lewin, 
Taylor Lewin. You know, this whole Titans offense just feels like it's not the same Titans offense. And this Raiders defense is very underrated as well. They shut down Herbert for a good portion of the week one. They shut down Kyler Murray for pretty much all of week two. And now they face Tannehill with no offensive line. And this Raiders pass rush is ready to go. They're hungry. I'm scared if I'm the Titans. I would pick a Raiders win if there was a gun to my head and my life depended on it and I had to jump off a bridge if they didn't win. But I'm not going to bet on it. I'm not going to bet on it. If they said, but you can back away from that bet right now and not take any gun to the head or anything like that. I say gun to a head because I used to give uh, picks to a very high profile client. And he'd always ask me (laughs) for every pick. Would you take them with a gun to your head? Speaking of guns to your head, this is the team I would take with a gun to my head, the barrel on the temple. I love the Chiefs this week against the Colts. Now, yes, it's a road game because it's in Indianapolis, but Patrick Mahomes in a dome with all of these weapons, you just don't know who he's going to throw to. Like, literally, all these guys are a threat to catch passes. This cold secondary is not going to know what to do. And without Shaq Leonard, they don't have their defense. It's Darius Leonard to Shaq Leonard. But without the, without Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, he changed his name, by the way, for the record. They're not going to have a clue what to do. This cold Steve has looked a little lost this season. Not really impressive at all. They let Davis Mills grade out as a top five. There's some some site or whatever guy who based off of watching players I should be doing this but based off of watching players he grades them on where they rank and he gave Davis Mills like the number three quarterback spot after week one and you just know Mahomes is going to do it so listen to me carefully listen to it close I took this pick on Saturday Friday night I hope it's there Saturday as well but Kansas City first half minus three is just so good because The Colts offense, they're going to want to run the football. And they're not going to be able to run the football because that's what the Chiefs defense literally is built to do is stop the run. And Matt Ryan, his arm is is rubber. Like, there's just nothing there. He's just throwing, like, little lame ducks that can be picked off. This Chiefs defense is hungry. They're going to be coming after Ryan quick. Matt Ryan's not good at adjusting. I like this Chiefs defense to just get in Matt Ryan's pocket and steal everything they can in there and leave him dry laying there on the ground. Colts offense isn't going to do anything. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on cruise control. Okay, now you ready? You got this. So you take Kansas City minus three first half. You also, if the pick is still there, it's there Friday night. I was, I was going to take it. I finished all my research Friday night. I was going to take it, but then out of nowhere... I don't know where I'm like, nah. Just take just take Chiefs first half minus three. Go big on it. During the game, you can in-game hedge to go with the Chiefs if they fall behind at all. But Chiefs aren't going to fall behind. They're just going to steamroll that game. Put, put your fourth child on the line for that game. I'll have one of them, but you can put your fourth one on the line for that. Chiefs are going to win. Bills at Miami. This Bills defense is not the same defense that played week one. Without Mika High, they literally lost their biggest playmaker. Now it's Jordan Poyers out back there, but they're down to like third and fourth corners. I mean, let's let's check the latest as I'm talking to you, see if Jordan Poyer is even going to play. Because without him, 
there's just nothing this secondary can do against a red-hot Dolphins offense. Now listen, I was the last guy to be a Tua believer. The last. The last. But he showed me something last week. He looked really good. He looked poised. And you know what? I saw it week one, but I've come to realize in week two, Waddle and Tyree Kill, you know, and I also said it during preseason too, but Hill and Waddle, you get those guys the ball and they're just gone. And there's no one on Buffalo that can stay in front of them. On top of that, both Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips are out. So the Bills are without all of their defense. They literally have Vaughn Miller, Traymond Edmonds, Matt Milano, and Scrubs. If Jordan Poyer doesn't play, it's not even Scrubs. It's like minor league football players out there. Dolphins defense, sorry, Bills defense is going to struggle. There's just absolutely no doubt about it. I like the Dolphins offense to do great things. Now the Bills, they have to respond, right? Because the Dolphins offense is going to have it easy. Josh Allen, look, Xavier Howard, this is what I wanted to look up and I didn't look it up. And now that we're together, I'm going to look it up at the same time. Let's see how Stephon Diggs has done against Xavier Howard because Xavier Howard is the type of defender that does lock up receivers. Okay, this there's very few, but he's one of the few. Look, he shut down Diggs once. Oh, they only played each other once last year. Oh, no, no. He shut them down both times. Yes, Diggs caught touchdowns in both times, but 60 yards and 40 yards. I'm telling you, Xavier Howard's something special. So that means Gabe Davis is going to have to step up. And as much as I like Gabe Davis, I really like Byron Jones. He's just such a physical corner. This is just, this is a trick game right here for the Bills offense. This Bills offense has been absolutely flawless this season. This Dolphins defense was supposed to be good, but then they just let Lamar Jackson play like a video game character on rookie mode. So that makes you think Josh Allen is going to have a strong game as well, but got to be real with you. Got to keep it. Gotta keep it hood. And the truth is, is that you just you just can't bet against Josh Allen with the way he's playing right now. So I'm not gonna take that game, but I will tell you this. If you have in-game betting, if uh if Allen is struggling and two is looking good, run with Miami. Don't walk, run with Miami, because they could really easily just pull this game apart. We're gonna say Miami's gonna we're gonna keep them open in some parlays. We're gonna do some small parlays, some teasers. We got a lot. Just check out the bottom of this article. Okay, let's keep it going. Let's say Miami wins. I like Tua. Lions at Vikings and Bears. Oh, my. No, no no Bears. So, Goff is going up against the Vikings defense, and this Vikings defense is really down to scrubs, too. They got a lot of injuries in their secondary. Harrison Smith is not playing. So, there's just not enough corners for these lines, for this Vikings defense to stop St. Brown, Hawkinson, Chark, Reynolds. Like, Jared Goff is on cruise control right now. Vikings, D, they're good defense. They can maybe contain the run, but this Lions O-line is really just pushing mountains. But it is a very good D-line, so I'm not going to count out them being ran over. But Jared Goff, you know, it's hard to trust Goff in general, in life, in anything. Did you ever see that clip of his girlfriend after they won this first game last year? Anyways, Jared Goff should be able to do damage against the Vikings secondary, and I would, I would say he will. I would go out on a limb, 
have one foot dangling while holding onto a bridge and saying, yeah, he'll have a good game. But if they said, I'll pull you back up and you don't have to go through this, I'd be asked to be pulled back up. So with the Vikings, how does my mind even get there? With the, with the Vikings, look, Kirk Cousins, the guy's a different guy on a Sunday afternoon than a Monday night on the road, especially at home, especially against the Lions defense that's been struggling. No one can guard Justin Jefferson. The Vikings, I mean, sorry, the Lions run D, it's, it's all right. It's, it's a little overrated, to be honest. And the Vikings, they have a powerful running back combo with Cook and Madison. It's going to be mostly Cook, by the way. And they're going to they're gonna try to shove the ball down their throat. And as soon as the, if the Lions can't stop the run, then it's over. Kirk Cousins is going to tear that defense apart. Apart. And then it's going to be comeback mode. And then Jared Goff can play comeback against a bad, you know, prevent defense. And then you'll get his numbers. But anyways, Vikings offense should do their thing. I would say Vikings offense has an easier task than the Lions offense. But this Lions offensive line can move mountains. And if this Lions offensive line dominates the game, then the Vikings are in trouble. So literally, figuratively, and just the truth, if either team struggles to stop the run, they're going to lose. If both teams struggle to stop the run, then we got fireworks. I'm going to put that little note. Minnesota, Detroit. Because look, if you can in-game bet and you're seeing that they're not able to stop the run, then go over all right, next up, we got the Ravens and the Patriots. The Lamar Jackson era continues. Look, Patriots defense, it's all right. It's good. Matt Judon maybe the scariest guy Lamar Jackson can go up against. I believe they played together in the same years in Baltimore. I'm going to say they did. Anyways, the Patriots are going to have a game plan for Lamar. Now, it's going to limit Lamar. At least you think it's going to limit Lamar, and I think it's going to limit Lamar. But Lamar is playing a little unrealistic video game character mode right now. I still give faith to Bill Belichick because the guy has game plan for every single scenario. And even though Lamar is playing well, it's more of it's more of a if he's not playing well, you you can keep him down. You know, he's a very momentum type of guy. He's not all of a sudden going to turn it on. Well, that's what happened against the Jets, but. Patriots are going to step up at home. Tough game. Not going to be easy for a Ravens offense. Stay away from them from Daily Fantasy. If the New England Patriots, what about Mac? Are we a believer in Mac? Do we believe in Tua more than Mac? Because if you were to ask me a month ago, I probably would have said Mac. I don't know. Mac looks... When I saw him, my first comparison was Mark Bolger. And I'm going to stick to that comparison I'm going to take that in case. In fantasy football this week, you go to it. Because, look, you can't trust Mac. He hasn't done anything. Why would you all of a sudden trust him against the Ravens' defense? I mean, yeah, it did. Uh, Joe Flacco got good numbers in them in garbage time. but And Tua just tore him up. So can Mac Jones do the same thing Tua did? I don't know. That was a loud inhale with no real result that's going to come out of it so we're just going to pass i'm going to say pass on this game it's not going to be a high scoring game it's going to patriots don't play for shootouts Bengals at jets joe burrow 
going up against the Jets defense. I feel the most underrated defense in the NFL is the Jets defense. Even though they haven't shown it yet, on paper, this defense is legit. They got Pro Bowl caliber championship winning players all across the defense. They really did. They did a great job this offseason. Jordan Whitehead, Carl Loss, Lawson. They drafted Sauce Gardner. They got CJ Mosley. They got the two big run stoppers led by Quinn and Williams. Like it's a big, it's a big defense. Anyways, the Bengals offense, they've been struggling. They look bad. Burrow looks like Macaulay Coken after his acting career. Um I look, Chase Higgins, these guys can do something against anyone in. You got to feel like Bengals are going to step up eventually. 0-3 is a big hole for them. I'm not going to say they're going to lose to the Jets, but I'm not going to say they're going to beat the Jets either because it's not going to be easy for their offense. On the other hand, their defense, their defense is not playing well, and the Jets' offense is playing really solid. I feel like the Jets' offense might be the most underrated offense in the NFL. Um, I mean, but what's, what's this all mean? Are the Jets actually going to be a winning football team? No, but they're just, they're just not as bad as their 0-2 really is. I like the Jets to move the ball. I like the Bengals to move the ball. I like the Jets to have an easier time moving the ball. I'm going to say the Jets, they could pull it off. I'm going to tell you this, a lot of office Bracket leagues or whatever, survivor pools with people taking the Bengals. That feels like the pick that everyone's going to be eliminated from. Are we going to bet on either side? Invest on either side? No. No, we're not. We're not. All right. Eagles at skins. Commanders. Commander skins. All right. Jalen Hurts playing flawless football. NFL, Pro Bowl, caliber, first ballot, all pro. We're not going to say Hall of Famer. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I feel bad for even mentioning it. Okay. Redskins secondary, they cannot guard. I'm going to call them every team I want. That's what feels like is going to happen by the end of this thing. Eagles are going to tear apart the commander's secondary. Jalen Hurts is on cruise control. A.J. Brown, unguardable. Devontae Smith, you forget, you guard him. Walken sneaks behind you for a 50-yard touchdown. Dallas G, top G, Miles Sanders, <laughs> just running, running like a freight train. Now, this skin's defense, they can stop the run. They got Payne and Allen in the middle. Like, that's just their staple. But Sanders is the type of guy that can just explode a long run, and it wouldn't even surprise you. The annoying part, though, about Sanders and uh, all that is... um. Scott and Gainwell, they play too much. They play too much. Eagles, though, they're gonna they're gonna roll. Jalen Hurts, he's gonna roll. Is it gonna who's gonna get the touchdown? I don't know. It might be the same thing as last week with Hurts just running the touchdowns and stealing them from all the receivers. He could do that. He could do that any week, and Washington's not ready for it. There we go. There's a new team name for them. Um No, I forgot to call him the football team. Anyways, let's talk about the football team. Carson Wentz, he's been nice. Actually, I don't know. First half against the Lions, he looked like garbage. They were down 22-0. He got all his numbers in garbage time. Eagles defense is playing top-notch. Secondary top-notch. Carson Wentz, Eagles, yeah, you got a little bit of a, you know, playing against your old team type of thing. But there's really no good matchups here. The run offense for the Skins with Gibson, 
I would say it's going to do worse than better, to be honest. Worse than better. Uh, I just like the Eagles offense to just really cruise this week. I really don't see why they won't. And Washington's going to have trouble just being on autopilot. Whatever, if Washington starts scoring, then it's going to be an over. But Eagles, Eagles, Eagles feel like they got to win this game. It feels like a winnable game. And this is their good chance to take command of the NFC East. Can't believe the Giants are 2-0, but we'll get to them later. All right. Saints at Panthers. Last game of the morning slate. Uh, let's see the latest on Alvin Kamara because that's a big deal. Alvin Kamara is obviously, you know, their Pro Bowl caliber offensive player. I guess you can consider uh, Mike Thomas that as well. But well, let's actually talk about Mike Thomas because this is a good matchup for him against a Panthers defense that likes to play an aggressive zone. But they leave middle slots open in the passing game. And that's where Mike Thomas can really take advantage. But at the same time, this is a really good Panthers defense. And it's not going to be easy. It's not like the Saints offense has been on cruise control. Alvin Kamara is expected to play. But I could see a lot of Taysom Hill. Like a ton of Taysom Hill in this one. Maybe more Taysom Hill than Alvin Kamara, to be honest. Maybe. Let's put it this way. Mark Ingram and Taysom Hill will equal more touches than Kamara. I could see that very, very easily. Saints offense is going to be boring. They're just going to be running the ball. just going to be killing the clock. And the Panthers, they're going to try to do the same thing, but they're going to be punting so much. Baker Mayfield's in trouble. That Saints pass rush is going to be in his lap all day. The defense is too fast, too furious. Baker doesn't make good throws. Look, do we want to put the Saints winning? Kind of. Like, do we trust the Saints? Not really, because they're really not that good of an offense. But do we like the under more? I feel we can go with the under on a separate play. That's a good one. To almost hedge something. Um, yeah. Both the under and the Saints can hit as well. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, you can rebound for the bust of the week. It's not looking good. So now let's just quickly just take a moment here. AM, Daily Fantasy, you know, let's just take the top of the top, see what we got. Texans, Bears, lots of Montgomery, lots of Montgomery, lots of Montgomery. Lots of Pierce as well. Could Burkhead come into play if the game falls out? But I don't see this game coming out. I like both those running backs. Um, Raiders, Titans. Titans offense is going to struggle, and I like Adams. I like Devontae Adams. I mean, who doesn't? But I feel after not getting his uh, targets last week, why not get him this week? Chiefs, Colts. I mean, Mahomes is just going to make it look easy. Question is, who's he going to hit for the stats? I feel like the Colts have to play such an umbrella defense that Travis Kelsey's going to be open over in the middle of the field very frequently. And Mahomes is going to just take it and run up the field. Bills at Dolphins. I like the Dolphins offense more than the Bills offense. Never thought I'd say that, but I like, I like Tua. I like Mostert. I like Hill. I like Waddle. I like Mikey G. 
And you know what? Even Edmonds can surprise and vulture from someone here and completely ruin someone's fantasy day. Um, Lions, Vikings. I like St. Brown. I like Hawk. I like... I like Swift, but I'm not in love with Swift. I like Dalvin Cook more than Swift. I like Jefferson more than Hawk than St. Brown. And I like Thielen as much as I like Hawk. It's gonna be a good game, good fantasy game, but definitely a good, like, entertaining game. Ravens, Patriots. Stay away. Stay away. Daily fantasy, stay away. Bengals, Jets. I mean, one of these Bengals receivers, Higgins, Boyd, Chase, even Mixon, one of those guys is going to score a touchdown. I'd, I would jump off a bridge on that one. Well, I don't know because the Jets' defense is good. So that's how much faith I have in the Bengals' offense this week. Jets. Am I a psycho to say that I like Joe Flacco? I feel like just the rhyme itself means that he's going to have a good game. I like, I like, I like the, I don't, I don't like any of his particular weapons, but I like Joe Flacco to do his thing. I like Joe Flacco to do his thing. Eagles, Washington, now you know Jalen Hurts is going to do money Rushing and passing against the skin secondary. A.J. Brown, he's ready to break out. Devontae Smith, he can get deep. Dallas G over the middle. He can do his thing. I like the Eagles offense to just move the football. Like, they're just going to move the football. It's going to be easy for this Eagles offense to move the football. Hurts is going to be the focal point, but it's it's hard to say that there's one weapon that's going to dominate. They can all dominate. Washington, on the other hand, is going to be a rough day for this offense. Rough, rough. I shouldn't say rough, but it's not going to be easy. Not Eagles on offense easy. I like Hurts. I like Hurts more than Flacco. I like... Hurts more than Tua. I like... I like Mahomes more than Hurts. Does it hurt to say that? No, it doesn't. Uh, Last but not least for the morning games, Saints, Panthers, the Battle of Wall Street. No, there's no Battle of Wall Street here. Just a (laughs) defensive game, boring game. We already know, but nothing for daily fantasy. All right, let's keep the party rolling right here on Beast Dome Talk Show. Afternoon games, Jacksonville Chargers. Let's just assume Herbert's gone. I know if you read the write-up, I write about Herbert, but we're just going to have to assume Herbert's gone. I don't know. It's not looking good. Keenan Allen, he's not looking 100%. Chargers might throw this game at home. They might just be like, fuck it. Let's just lose the game. Because that's what they're lining up to do right now. Jags defense is playing good. The Chargers offense just looking not that good. Eckler's looking slow. Mike Williams. Eckler just looks like any running back 
there's nothing special about his game at all. Mike Williams, if there's Chase Daniel at QB, it's hard to imagine him doing too much. But, I mean, yeah, sure, you can say a lot of targets will be there. I'll give him that. Now, I have Eckler ranked as my number one running back this week, according to my stat predictions. Now, I don't make these stat predictions. Well, I, I make these stat predictions. But I don't make... I don't determine how this works out. Okay, because it's a red zone percentage that's so high. Anyways, Eckler's going to fall back. I'm going to have to just change the... Well, I don't know. You can leave it because Eckler still must start. But he's going to get a lot of touches regardless. But it's not. It's just a weird, weird game. Jaguars defense is playing hot. Forget even putting anything on the Chargers offense. Jaguars, by the way, they're going to... They're going to see this pass rush of Bosa and Mack, and it's going to be in their lap quickly for T-Law. There's, there's going to be some open weapons during the game, but for the most part, not in love with it. Yeah, Lawrence could throw a surprise, huge-ass upset over the Chargers, and everyone will go nuts and say the legacy has begun. But that will only happen if Herbert and Allen are out. Only if Herbert's out. Are we going to take that game? No. Rams-Cardinals. This Rams defense is not playing so great. Like, they let Mariota nearly come back on them. I just, Kyler Murray's not playing great either. Kyler Murray goes silent for three quarters of every game and then just turns it on in the fourth, but 70 rushing yards with one passing touchdown equals a good fantasy game. I mean, without Connor being 100% and it's being tough to run against the Rams to begin with, you got to assume Kyler's going to have to throw a lot. And for the Rams, they're probably not going to – they're going to stop it sometimes, but not all the time just because their defense isn't playing that well. Stafford, on the other hand, he is starting to turn it up. He's going to find mismatches down the field. Robinson, Cup, those guys are going to be very heavily active. Rams offense is going to move. Cardinals offense is going to move, but don't take put any money on this game. Falcons, Seahawks. ATL. Mariota. Like, this is a big game for his career. You can expect a lot of Cord Patterson with halfback dives up the middle. Drake London's look good. Kyle Pitts, he needs to start getting his targets. And the Seahawks defense is a defense that can be beat. It can be beat. Mariota can... And will find open targets. Now, does this mean he's going to have a good game? Eh, probably better than people think. Geno Smith, on the other hand, I mean, this is a matchup that he's got to do well into. Yeah, the Falcons' defense is good on paper with Hayward and Terrell at corners. Like, doesn't get much better than that with a great front seven also with Grady Jarrett, Rashawn Evans. But Geno Smith, he's got to, he's got to, Metcalf and Lockett, those guys can get open against anyone. Though Metcalf against Hayward, that is that is a tough matchup. Lockett's probably going to get more targets. See, it's one of those things where Geno should do well, but do you really believe Geno's going to do well? And to me, the answer is most likely not. Even though he looks good, and I've been a believer of his all preseason, he looks good last season, but mostly this preseason... Hard to be a huge, firm believer on this. But it is his opportunity. It doesn't get much easier than that for him. And then, so are we going to put anything on that game? No. Forget it. 
Green Bay at Tampa Bay. The battle of injured wide receivers, Sammy Watkins, next guy to go down. Green Bay's not going to be able to throw the ball against his secondary. They're just not. There's going to be no open targets. The pass rush is going to be fierce. Bektari is back. Bektari is back, which is really big for Green Bay. They're going to try to run the ball Jones and Dylan a thousand times, maybe five thousand times. The Bucks. The Bucks have a good run D. Akeem Hicks is out, but they still have a good run D, and they can they can contain the run and not let it beat them. But the Bucks on offense, they're in a lot of trouble right now because their wide receiver core is, well, Cole Beasley's now on this team. That's how deep down they are. I'm surprised they didn't just get Julian Edelman at that point. Um, Julio's out. Godwin's out. Evans out. Packers defense has a lot of confidence. They played well last week. Not great, but well plus. And Brady just does. I mean, Brady can make it work with what he's got. Like he made, he threw a touchdown Rashad Perriman where he threw Perriman open. He was covered completely, and he just threw him open. Threw it to one spot where only Perriman can catch it, and it was an easy catch too. So Brady's just a something else, and just one of a kind. Um, I wouldn't put money on this game. It's just going to be a great game of two classic quarterbacks. So looking at this from a daily fantasy angle, what are we looking at here? I mean, this seems like a really weird, weird week. You got London. You got Pitts. Those guys are looking good. You got A-Rob. You got Cup. Those guys are looking good. You got Kyler. I mean, Fournette's going to get a lot of touches. Um, got Akers, Cord, Dylan, Jones. Maybe even Stafford at QB. It might as well. So there's a lot of options. You'll see what the team is ends up going with. Uh, yeah, but all your money in the world should be on the Chiefs. Now let's talk about Sunday night, Monday night. 49ers, Broncos, Broncos D playing well, but beatable for sure. And you can run against them. And Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel, they're going to run a lot against them. Um, Jimmy G, you can't really throw against the Broncos. You just can't because Sertain's going to shut down Debo when he's wide receiver and they got Darby on Iuk. That's a lot of speed. If they had Simmons, this would have been done. But still, 49ers pass offense is not where it's going to be at. They might surprise you with some screens to Kittle, and Kittle's just dangerous in the open field in general. But 49ers offense, they're going to be able to roll a lot easier than people think. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, he's having a lot of trouble. Let's just assume Judy plays. But 49ers run D, they're going to shut down that Broncos offense like, it's nobody's business. Like, it's nobody's business. There's just going to be nothing, nothing. The, I don't know. Russell Wilson's got to turn it on. Sutton's going to be guarded by very physical corners. That's all their offense was last week. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, they have a tough matchup out of them. I, 49ers, look. I don't like taking two playoff teams in the regular season, like, putting anything on either side just because like anything can happen when it's two solid teams but this Broncos team is not looking like a playoff team right now if you want to have a wild parlay out there 
you know, or even just one for later that night. Put San Francisco on it. They can definitely take this game on the road. They can take this game on the road. And if not, go under. Under as well. Under is actually stronger, to be honest. Under is, to, is stronger, to be honest. Okay, now let's go with... um. The last game, the Monday night football game, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys at the Giants. Cooper looking good. Giants defense not looking that great. They got a good run stoppers up the middle, but Tony Pollard is really fast. I, You know, you know Zeke's going to get his Monday night football touches. That's just what the Cowboys do on primetime TV is feed their television stars. But Pollard's ready. Pollard could break out big runs. But most importantly, Cooper Rush can tear apart this Giants secondary, and that's bad news for the Giants. You just don't want to be able to hear that sense that Cooper Rush can tear apart that secondary. But the truth is, that's what could happen, should happen. And the Cowboys' offense is going to roll. And for the Giants, Daniel Jones is not looking good. It's going to be mostly the Saquon Barkley show. There should be some open targets for Jones, but it's not going to be consistent. Saquon Saquon has to just dominate this game. It's not going to be easy. If Micah Parsons is out, then Saquon should. But if Micah Parsons plays, which he's actually expected, let's just say he's going to play. It's not going to be easy for the Giants. I would go Dallas if I had to go on a side, but I'm not in love with this game either way. And I like it to be under as well. If uh, if we keep going any further with picking a winner. Because one team's going to score the other. I don't see a shootout. I see either Cooper Rush getting it done. Or Saquon Barkley controlling that clock and Cooper Rush not getting it done. So the for sure, for sure, lifetime guarantee Chiefs beating the Colts. And then you can check out the Daily Fantasy lines below. It's going to be a big fantasy football Sunday. Very blessed that we get experience this Sunday. Enjoy the action. And most important, beast.